bigger, faster, slower, smaller, happier, angrier, smarter. Uh, okay, not dumber. We don't usually say things like dumber. We usually say not as smart. Regardless, every language is full of words that let us compare. And since we have words to compare, it's time for you to understand the reason why, yes, you should be comparing your kids and how you must do it to make a positive difference in their lives. The problem is most of you are doing it wrong and it's limiting, even destroying your kid's future. Look, we're all a bunch of judgy McJudgersons, no matter how much we deny it or honestly try to avoid it. It's part of being human. It's a safety mechanism hardwired into our brains so we can decide fight or flight, safe or in danger. You're judging me right now to decide if it's worth your time to keep listening. And you'll never know for sure if you leave early. But children are not foraged berries that might be poisonous or a competing job offer in a new town. So do we really need to be judging and comparing our kids? Absolutely, because every parent should want their children to live a better, happier, more fulfilling life than what they have had. Your entire purpose as a parent is to raise your kids to be better than you and better, happier, more fulfilling. These can only be measured based on comparison. Here's a pro ninja tip. Because judging and comparison is hardwired, your kids are already looking for and finding ways to do it. You can either learn and teach them the right way or you can let their peers and outside influencers do it. Only one option will lead to their best life. Theologian Thomas S. Monson said, when performance is measured, performance improves. This is why you should be comparing your kids because you want them to improve and they cannot improve unless what they are doing and who they are becoming is measured and you cannot measure without comparison. In this quote is also the seed of how to measure or how to compare. If the reason why you should be comparing your kids is with the goal and intent of helping them improve, then the only thing you should be comparing is their current state against their previous state. It does my child no good to compare his ability to read to the reading ability of another child. And it doesn't help my child at all to compare her teenage attitude to the attitudes of other teenagers. You want to know what drives those kinds of comparisons? A parent's insecurities or even a parent's own selfishness. And look, for most parents, it's not your fault. That's what you've been programmed to do since even before you became a parent. As soon as you start taking your newborn baby to the doctor, they measure and weigh and test your child. Then they tell you where your child ranks in comparison to other kids. You know, because parents need to know that their child is in the 97th percentile for head size. My wife and I would get so nervous because we had a child that was in the 15th and the 12th, then the 10th percentile for weight. But thankfully, we had a wise doctor that told us not to worry about it. She was clearly healthy, happy, and was still growing. She's running her own race and she's doing great, he would say. But then your child gets put in a classroom, given standardized tests, and is compared to other kids in the class taking the same test. Well, does she read as well as Bobby? Does he run as fast as Jane? Does she participate as much as the other kids? Does he sit as still and proper as the other kids? At what point does comparing one child to another, if you are not actively leading your family, what happens to your children if you are passively allowing outsiders to raise them? 
what happens is labels get attached and your kids spend the next decade plus fitting into those labels. In other words, someone else is deciding the fate of your children. This is again why you must learn the right way to compare your children so you can teach them, so you can give them the ability to wash away labels they don't want and become the authors of their own future. And here's how. First, let them choose a goal, something they want, something that matters to them. Maybe it's to read a certain book without any help or to memorize a poem or a scripture. Maybe it's to buy their own car or to run a mile under a certain time. It could be any number of things so long as it represents an improvement from where they are now in that thing. Here's a pro ninja tip. Your kids are creating a vision. This is where I am now. This is where I see myself in the future. Teach them what it means to create a vision. Then work with them to achieve it. This creates an understanding and evidence of success that will help them aim for and achieve bigger dreams as they get older. Next is to create a plan to achieve that goal or vision. After that, help them decide how they will measure two things. First, progress towards the goal. And second, implementation of the plan. Also, decide on how often they want to review their measurement. When reviewing their measurements, they will compare themselves from before where they were to now how far they've come. This comparison of personal growth is the healthy, productive comparison you want to instill in them. Have they improved from where they were a week ago or a month ago? Assuming so, highlight that improvement. Is it in line with the measurements they set up? If yes, continue with the plan. If not, see if the issue is with the plan itself or with the implementation of the plan. Adjust accordingly and keep moving forward. There is nothing in this comparison to say that they are better or worse than a sibling or friend. There is nothing in this comparison that turns to external validation. By being better than someone else, I'm a success or worse than someone else, and I'm a failure. This is a comparison that highlights their growth, then asks if they want to stay the course or adjust to increase the rate of their growth. Because here is an important truth. Each individual on this planet has the seeds of deity within them. Any attempt to nurture those seeds leads to growth and improvement, which means it is inevitable that your child's effort to improve will lead to recognizable gains so long as you and I refuse to let those gains be shadowed by outside comparisons and unhealthy labels. Imagine for a moment that you decide to create this form of comparison in your own life. What would that make possible? You are already employing one form of comparison or another, and most likely, it is not a healthy form. Most likely, you are using comparisons in your life that rob you of joy and opportunity. Most adults never learn how to use comparison in a productive way. In fact, most faith-following, God-fearing adults use comparison to break rather than lift. You are more likely to compare yourself where you are less than another because that is a bastardized form of humility. Whereas to compare yourself as more than another would be sinful pride. What if you stopped comparing yourself to another person and instead compared yourself to another version, a version of you before you discovered your vision, before you decided your measurements, and before you began to do your best each day? How could you grow and who could you become if you set this path for yourself and led your children by example? Look, you don't need to be as fit as, as rich as, 
as spiritual as or as anything as anybody else. Instead, you need to join a path that lets you be more fit, more wealthy, more spiritual, more whatever you desire in three days or eight weeks or six months than you are today. Set your terms and run your own race. Do it for your children. Do it so you can teach your kids to protect themselves from a world that tries to tell them they are less than. And don't wait. Your kids may already be suffering in the comparison trap. And if you want to discover three signs your kids may be struggling more than you think, then check out this video where you'll also find out how to support your kids in a way they will accept. Till next time, keep moving forward.